As homeschoolers, we want to teach our children the joy of education. But sometimes we can have a hard time seeing how science can be fun, especially if we grew up with the whole no hands-on, textbook-only model. Today, we're going to chat about how you can make science fun for your kiddos. Hi, I'm Paige Hudson, and you're listening to the Tips for Homeschool Science Show, where we're breaking down the lofty ideals of science into how-to tips you can use in your homeschool. So before we address how to make science fun, let's talk about whether or not science should be fun. Because the truth is, not everything we share in our homeschool will be fun and exciting. We can't always make everything in their educational journey a fun and exciting event. There's some times where we have to just put our heads down and do the work of learning. But when it comes to science, yes, it should be fun and exciting. You see... If it's not, if there isn't some part of science that's fun and exciting, your kiddos will hear the facts and immediately forget them. We don't want our kiddos to forget the things that they've learned in science. We want them to remember them. So when we attach them to things that are fun and exciting, it helps them to remember. In other words, when science is fun and exciting, kids gobble it up. They not only learn the key facts, but they also can't wait to explore more. So how do we do that? Now that we understand that there needs to be some kind of fun and exciting part of science, how do we add that in? Well, first we want to change that boring narrative, read the text, listen to the teacher, spit out the facts. Instead, we want to hear our kids say, yay, it's time to do science. So here are three ways that have worked for us. The first way is to give real-life examples. So there's no better way to learn science than to see it face-to-face. When our students understand how science looks in the real world, it suddenly becomes something exciting that they want to learn about. In other words, we can read about the monarch's life cycle, but when we observe monarchs in our backyard and they land on the milkweed that we planted and we see the eggs there and we watch the eggs hatch and we watch the caterpillars grow and then we see the caterpillars turn into chrysalises and then we watch those turn into butterflies that then take off, that come back and lay more eggs on our milkweed and continue the life cycle again and again it's way more exciting. It's way more real. It's more practical for our kids to actually see a life cycle occur in front of them than to read it on a piece of paper or to see it as a sketch. So we want to try to incorporate real life examples into our plan for science education. So these can be things like field trips or nature studies. So the second way is to do hands-on science activities. In my opinion, there's just no better way to learn about science than to do that. So not only do we want to see real-life examples out in the real world, we also want to do hands-on science activities in our quote-unquote lab or our kitchen or sometimes in the bathtub. Because there's no better way to learn about science than to do it or to see it firsthand in real life. Like I said before, there's no better way to learn how to enjoy science, to make science fun and exciting than to see and do it. Because getting your hands dirty and trying things out for yourself is a fantastic way to have fun while learning about science. So you can do this by testing various ideas that pop into your head or into your kiddos' heads, like putting green onions in a glass of water or leaving the tops of carrots on a plate 
or mixing baking soda and vinegar to see what happens. Or you can do this by doing the planned experiments that are in your science curriculum. That's why I say it's so important when you're looking for a program uh, for science for your kiddos that you that you make sure that that program has hands-on science activities that tie into or relate to what your students are learning about. Because if you're doing these random hands-on science activities and you're not backing that up with facts and information, they're just going to be disconnected. But when you read about science and when you do science and when you write down what you're learning, your kids are going to be much more likely to remember what they've done and they're going to have fun doing it because they've had an opportunity to get their hands dirty and to try out and play with science for themselves. So we're looking for real life examples. We're doing hands-on science activities. And the third thing we can do is to talk to experts. So experts are passionate about their field and their zeal for the subject is infectious. Your students can gain a lot from people who are excited about science. So when you take field trips, when you go to the zoo, when you go to the science museum, talk to the people that are there. Have your kids talk to and learn from the experts. Allow your kids to sit at their feet and let those experts explain why they love science or why they love what they're sharing about. And I promise they'll start to catch the bug too. So of course you need to back up all these fun and exciting experiences, seeing real life science examples, doing hands-on science activities and talking to experts with facts from books. You definitely wanna opt for things that your students find interesting. So if they find textbooks interesting, then back up all those hands-on experiences with textbooks. If they don't, you can use things like visually appealing children's encyclopedias from like DK, Usborne, Kingfisher. You can use living books like Sassafras Science, or you can use videos on YouTube so that your students will gain the knowledge they need uh, and learn the facts about science related to those hands-on, fun, and exciting experiences. So there'll be pegs for them to remember all the things that they're learning about science. In my experience, when you make science fun most of the time by adding on real life examples, by doing hands-on science activities, and by talking to experts, your kids will want to learn more. So you can make science fun and exciting, and those boring facts that everybody talks about will not be all that bad. I trust that you can see how you can make science fun and exciting in your homeschool, and I hope that you'll have a great week playing with science. I am truly honored that you have chosen to allow me into your earbuds with the Tips for Homeschool Science show, and I would be remiss if I didn't tell you about our company, Elemental Science. It all started with me writing a science program for our own daughter, and my husband asking, if you're writing this for yourself, don't you think somebody else needs it? And that has developed into three lines of award-winning science programs that can help you teach the principles of science to your students at home. All of our programs are based on the three keys. So you'll be doing science, you'll be reading about science, and you'll be writing down what you've learned in a meaningful way. Come see how we make teaching science at home easy at elementalscience.com.